गुड आफ्टरनून एवरीवन वेलकम टू द फर्स्ट वीकली न्यूज राउंड अप ऑफ पोल के बोल सो दिस दिस इज अ न्यू कॉन्सेप्ट एंड दिस इज समथिंग आई वांटेड टू डू फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम बेसिकली वी 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 गेट अ लॉट ऑफ न्यूज राइट लाइक देयर आर सो मेनी वेज ऑफ गेटिंग टू नो व्हाट्स हैपनिंग एंड इट कैन बी क्वाइट ओवरवेलमिंग सो आई थॉट वंस अ वीक यू नो आई शुड समराइज व्हाट वर द मेजर न्यूज इवेंट्स ऑफ you know and notable events basically of the past week both national and international so um, you know i i think i think this is a, a bit like uh, what philip de franco does on youtube uh, i i'm trying i'm not trying to emulate philip de franco what i'm trying to do is actually give my listeners an a, a source of news which is unbiased you know like i'm just going to put out the news you know this is the news man like you make whatever the hell you want to make out of it whether you're left leaning right leaning centrist whatever i don't care but it's important that people know what's happening because many a times because the format is incorrect and format is inconvenient people are like yaar main indian news follow nahi karta yaar main international news nahi padhta yaar sports nahi dekhna hai mujhko politics mein kya ho raha hai wo bhi nahi dekhna hai mujhko because people aren't you know being told the news in a proper way and i'm trying to achieve this thing uh this is what i'm trying to achieve you know i'm trying to give you guys the news in slightly amusing but uh, you know like fairly interesting fashion uh the news shouldn't be something that's boring i'm sorry it's very important and the future of our country of our civilization depends on how people react to news okay you guys might be thinking i'm exaggerating this is just a fucking stupid podcast maybe that's true but what is really important is how we react to the information that is given to us it's very important and whether whether we are aware or unaware you know it's it's very important so without further ado i think uh, I'll, i'll i'll begin uh, I'll, i'll begin on a very light note you know uh, so kevin hart um, the comedian the african american comedian you might be knowing short guy really funny uh, he was there in the latest jumanji movie for those who don't know his stand up uh, so kevin hart was supposed to host the oscars and uh, just recently i was reading about how hosting the oscars is a thankless job because you end up pissing off everyone the left wingers the right wingers the centrists the academy uh, directors you piss off everyone you know nobody is happy why would you want to do that you know and uh, if you if you look at the numbers uh, the oscar viewership numbers have been going down steadily in the past few years um that has a lot to do with the fact that uh, hollywood in general is very left leaning very ultra liberal and that's fine but uh, uh they do a lot of virtue signaling which people do not like you know like they are telling the entire country and often times the world that this is how you should behave you know like uh so and, and most most people don't like it most people don't like being talked down to especially uh talked down to uh, by people who have no idea uh, what it means to live on a working living wage you know these are millionaires standing on top of a dais uh most probably zonged out of their minds and they are telling the world do this do that respect this respect that or don't respect this or don't respect that and that is why the oscars have become such a toxic um platform and who is the 
person who gets the most amount of ire, uh, it's actually the guy who hosts the Oscars. You might be, you might remember uh, it was Seth MacFarlane who hosted a couple of years ago, and he was criticized. There was Jimmy Kimmel who was criticized. You know, there, there, there are a lot of people who have been trying to host the Oscars and fail completely. Neil Patrick Harris wants to apparently host it, but uh, the Academy directors are like, he's not that high profile enough. Uh, you have Sarah, Silver, Sarah Silverman who wants to host, but she's not funny enough. Uh, Kevin Hart wanted to host. Uh, he got the opportunity. It was a perfect marriage, but this is what happened, right? Kevin Hart in 2009, which is, you can imagine, almost a decade ago, okay, like we're in December 2018, almost a decade ago, this guy wrote something insensitive about homosexuals, about gay people, okay, it was a joke, in my opinion, it was an alright joke, nothing bad, and it was 10 years ago, come on, man, I mean, 2009 is nothing like 2018, it was, it was nothing like 2018, I'm I, I was I was old enough back then to remember how the climate was back then, you know, like the socio-political climate. Today everything is charged, everything is amped up. There are things you must might have said in 2012 which you can't say in 2018. There are things you might have said in 2015 which you can't say in 2018. Why is Kevin Hart being punished for saying something in 2009? But anyway, this is what happened. People dug up his old tweets on Twitter and um the, the academy uh, forced him to uh, give up the position of the master of ceremonies for the oscar that's 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 about it uh, moving out um, uh, moving on to the new uh, next piece of news it's about neil degrasse tyson uh, the man you must be knowing as uh, the scientist who who's the world's coolest scientist you know uh, uh, he hosts the show cosmos if i'm not wrong and uh, neil degrasse tyson has had multiple sexual misconduct allegations uh, put up against him and uh, the, uh, the count till now is four if I'm not wrong uh, just yesterday one, the fourth lady came forward there are a lot of people who are supporting uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and there are a lot of people uh, who are against uh, uh, his uh, behavior his alleged behavior and uh, it's it's uh, it's going on uh, he's being investigated by his employers and uh, by his producers that this new era of Me Too has caused a lot of confusion among people. Now, why I took up Neil deGrasse Tyson being accused of sexual harassment is because the biggest news story that came out about Wall Street from Bloomberg this week was one on how Wall Street is changing its behavior towards women in the sense that they look at them as time bombs waiting to blow up in the face. Uh, they're looking to ha not hire them as much. And they and this is all because of Me Too, by the way. And this is not me saying it. This is an actual report where these guys went and interviewed 30 high-profile executives in Wall Street. And uh, I'm not surprised, man, uh, because these guys are saying that uh, men are refusing to uh, hold uh, closed-door meetings. They're refusing uh, drinks uh, with the female colleagues. And... Uh, uh, in fact, the, there is one quote uh, where this one uh, one incident, which is reported, is like one senior executive uh, has a rule which was put up by his wife: no dinners with one-on-one uh, uh, -on -one dinners with women uh, below the age of thirty-five.
now make of that what you will um maybe it's an overreaction i, I do uh, in fact i think it's an overreaction uh, but it's a warranted overreaction because how how else you know newton you know it's newton's third law right every action has equal and opposite reaction so that's that's exactly what's happening if you ask me and uh, see it's a very dicey concept you know we need to make our workplaces safe for women but we also need to tell the men that listen you won't be you know dragged into something you didn't do now how do we do that i don't know man like how, how the hell do i know but here's the thing this uh, condoleezza rice you know she she said this a year ago when uh, me too blew up she was the one who she was the first one to say this amongst the high profile women that this is going to cause men to shy away from women in the sense that they are no longer going to mentor them you know and because it's risky right why why would you want to take a ch- uh, chance that uh, you know you're seen with this uh, young lady and you know like what if, what if you're misunderstood what if what if uh, what if maybe there is something and later on things go sour you know what are, what are we going to do then lives destroyed professional lives derailed because of allegations alone now this is the reaction that's coming up in wall street i i suggest you actually read that uh, article on bloomberg it's about how wall street is shunning away and hiding away from hiring women and uh, my my uh, my final opinion on this is just that there needs to be a balance there needs to be a balance nobody should be made to feel unsafe in the workplace nobody no matter what but uh, and that includes both men and women simple as that um moving on to something more indian uh the india australia test series has begun uh the india australia test series has begun and uh, in, uh, the indian team has uh, gone to australia uh in the past you know while uh, when i was growing up i hated this series i just knew yaar pitke aane wale wapas um not 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 uh, not uh, not the case now because australia are no longer australia you know and uh, like back then uh, australia was the australia australian team like they had more players on their bench who were better than uh, you know the, the bench had uh, better players than a starting lineup and australia at home was unbelievable just unbelievable uh, it's the border gavaskar trophy and uh, so india has started off well you know cheteshwar pujara has done something really brilliant and i think we are going to win this game i think because uh, australia's uh, the first innings uh, was uh, played by us and we scored 250 runs in our first innings and uh, pujara scored a century which means most of the team the rest of the team just walked away made up the numbers as usual um but then our bowling was brilliant and we got australia out for 235 runs only so we started off uh, our second innings with a 15 run advantage and then we scored 307 in our second innings and uh, australia has is now on 104 for four wickets down and uh, they need 219 runs in 91 overs to win and uh, they got six wickets left man um they're going to lose this test india is going to win this test test match finally um but yeah i think i know why we are winning this they are missing their captain um sand paper what 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 were you guys doing man like you guys are cheating australia was caught cheating in south africa yellow paper like what were you guys thinking obviously you're struggling against india right now at home obviously 
but i hope the second test uh, is also a test which india win because i'm very sure we are going to win this test so yeah team blue okay uh, so moving on to something a little more depressing but uh, it needs to be spoken about uh, it's about the bulandshahar cop killing so basically bulandshahar is a town in uttar pradesh where inspector subodh kumar singh was killed last week uh, this started out so i'll explain the whole situation okay so some cow carcasses were found strewn in a jungle nearby okay wo jungle mein aisa gai wagera ka dead body mila those were the rumors so cow vigilantes and a mob basically went out uh, to find the culprits and uh, inspector subodh kumar uh, was stationed in the area in his uh, in his official car he had a few uh, other uh, you know like uh, cops with him uh, they did try to save his life but apparently someone came and shot him dead and now they are trying to find out who actually killed inspector subodh kumar singh his son has given uh, uh, his son has given interviews to ravish kumar on ndtv and a couple of other places and he's like uh, uh this is uh, this is a plot uh, this is a well uh, executed plot to intentionally kill my father and uh, there is a good reason to believe that because uh, uh, some theories uh, state uh, that he was killed because inspector subodh kumar singh the late inspector subodh kumar singh was uh, actually the in- investigative officer uh, for the dadri uh, beef lynchings and when such things come into the picture you begin to believe bro something's happening you know but once again as i said this show is not for us to pass any judgments but just to know you know like cops are being shot dead in broad daylight in bulandshahar uttar pradesh and uh, something needs to happen something really needs to happen um uttar pradesh has uh, a reputation of uh, having jungle raj and it is not changing anytime soon the bharatiya janata party uh, who came to power with yogi adityanath over there needs to really take control of the situation but then again i guess elections are coming in 2019 um so yeah there's that um oh yeah uh, in in some good news uh, vijay malya offered to pay back 100% of his principal amount um uh, so he's in london obviously uh, we are trying to extradite uh, mr vijay malya dr vijay malya so to say um but uh, he, uh, he he has uh, allegedly swindled rupees 9000 crores uh, from uh, indian banks uh, uh, with state bank of india being one of the biggest uh, banks which lent out money to him uh, for his business operations and uh, he says that uh, i'll pay it back 100% and uh, you don't need to crucify me so let's see uh, how this works out maybe this could be something strategically given out to the press so that uh, you know uh, the whole way we look at him changes uh, speaking of rich people lots of celebrity weddings this week uh, we had uh, this week or last week i don't even remember anymore because it's been constantly there on my social media timeline right so you have uh, Uh, priyanka chopra and nick jonas getting married uh, their pictures coming in thick and fast uh, you have uh, you had uh, ranveer singh and deepika padukone get married and they have had like around 70000 reception pictures <laughs> released and uh, now we have uh, india's richest man mr mukesh ambani his daughter isha ambani is marrying uh, ajay peramal's son 
um what's his name ajay piramal san isha ambani wedding and uh, who is he marrying is it is it is it anand piramal yeah i i think it's anand piramal that that's who she is marrying and uh, yeah anand piramal uh, obviously hails from the piramal family and isha ambani from the ambani family obviously uh, the wedding is in uh, udaipur with even hillary clinton in attendance i'm not getting checked up um, yeah that that's the most surprising part i'm pretty sure mr modi will take out time even for this wedding the way he went for uh, priyanka chopra's uh, reception um uh, speaking about politicians lots of politics going on uh, there are there are the elections going on in rajasthan uh, telangana uh, chatisgarh and mizoram so um, the results will be out on 11th of december and exit polls are showing some bad signs for the bjp because uh, it shows that the bjp will lose out in madhya pradesh uh, to congress uh, and it's going to lose out to chatisgarh in congress or at least or the best that thing that could happen it could be hung assembly but bjp is either drawing or losing in both madhya pradesh and chatisgarh according to experts and uh, be, you have uh, congress uh, which uh, mizoram being uh, congress's last strong, uh, stronghold in india one of the last strongholds in india uh, it shows that congress is even going to lose that Uh, so i think it's going to lose it to the mizo national front or something at, at least these are the predictions you know um uh, telangana where Kong, uh, bjp is a very small player uh, so you have uh, the trs which is the telangana rashtra samiti uh, which is being uh, led by uh, kc rao uh, they are bound to win this again um, congress to come second and bjp says that we will support trs obviously and uh, yeah yeah that's that's about it let's wait uh, uh, till the 11th but uh, things don't look good for uh, mr modi prime minister modi before the 2019 general election so maybe there is just a lot of anti incumbency going on because uh, madhya pradesh and rajasthan have incumbent uh, bjp governments and rajasthan any which ways like never ever does it happen that you know like there is a, the, the incumbent government actually gets reelected it's always uh, bjp congress bjp congress keeps on happening we'll wait for the 11th uh so what is the next topic yeah just hold on there's a making a list uh so we have uh, gautam gambhir oh yeah um gautam gambhir has retired one of my all time favorite uh, indian players i i loved uh, gautam gambhir because this man was everything that india needed he was our world cup hero uh, he's won two world cups with us the 2007 t20 world cup and the 2011 icici world cup final uh, 50 over one day final and uh, he scored over 10000 in that international runs uh, combined uh, with test and odi and uh, he, he his last match will be against andhra in the ranji trophy at the ferocha kotla ground uh, which is like yeah this week and uh, he's played more than 15 years of cricket for his country he hails from delhi uh, he's a typical uh, delhi ka londa and that's what i loved about gautam gambhir you know he, he he took shit from no one you know if you look at uh, gautam gambhir he's not exactly the most imposing of personalities but gautam gambhir was someone who was short but incredibly aggressive and technically adept i mean he was just too good and he was mentally one of the strongest indian cricketers of all time because india was always known to have like really good players one of the some of the best players in the world but when push comes to shove they would like bilare nahi yaar out ho gaye no but gautam gambhir was not just a great cricketer he was a winner 
you know which is why india has has had enjoyed so much success since 2078 because for the last 10 years and gautam gambhir will go down as one of the greatest legends produced by, uh, by indian cricket um you know alongside mahendra singh dhoni and suresh uh, not suresh rana sorry uh, mahendra singh dhoni and yuvraj singh uh, i and virat kohli obviously i felt these four guys they always had the x factor which india lacked for decades you know these guys had that thing that you know what i don't care if it's australia i don't care if it's south africa we're going to defeat you i don't care you see that that's that's what india always lacked and these guys these guys got the uh, you know the x factor which like i might even put rohit sharma here and there once in a while but not really because he was far too inconsistent for my liking but once again this is about gautam gambhir was a legend for indian cricket and uh, he's going to retire man and uh, he made 58 test appearances for india and uh, just 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 amazing just amazing 4154 runs in tests and 5238 runs in one day internationals and he played 3720 internationals scoring 932 runs which includes the legendary 75 in the 2007 world cup final against pakistan which we won thanks to shri sant and mahendra singh dhoni and uh, yeah of course uh, <laughs> what a game that was but here's the thing right always always uh, gautam gambhir got uh, overshadowed by more uh, swashbuckling more media friendly teammates of his you know when he was coming up he came up with uh, the dhoni and he came up with sehwag even when he opened he opened with sehwag and there is no player in this world who could match sehwag's aggression you know and his explosive nature of batting which is a complete crowd puller people pleaser gautam gambhir was a you know like a smart like uh, sensible player on the side very stroke uh, beautiful cricket cricketing shots you know he had cricketing shots technically adept as i said and uh, both the world cups we won dhoni's decisions uh, overshadowed him and so he lost out on uh, you know uh, the credits for both the world cups but i think now in his retirement everyone is rightly appreciating that gautam gambhir actually won us those world cups along with dhoni obviously and yeah that's that's about it thank you gambhir i hope you uh, you know like irrespective of your uh, political stances which are quite extreme uh, which is why i love gautam gambhir you know he's himself Gautam Gambhir will never be someone who is like oh I'll be politically correct he's the least politically correct cricketer i know and a smart one at that and he he supports weird causes like and by by, by weird causes i mean causes that need to be supported but aren't because they aren't mainstream i would like to take the word back weird but i would say important but edgy causes you know causes which are not mainstream like he supported transgender rights recently by actually dressing up like one he dressed up like a transgender and he went out and he's like yeah uh this is uh, this is their lives this is how they look and i am supporting them look at me you guys should support them too i was taken aback and i fell in love with gautam gambhir even more when he did that because that guy has courage that guy believes in what he says doesn't back down gautam gambhir uh, i love you and a lot of people love you thank you so much happy retirement and i'm pretty sure i'm going to see you in the parliament <laughs> um yeah that's about it and uh, yeah obviously um, boring news but important news uh, india has a new chief economic advisor that's uh, krishnamurthy subramanian he's going to uh, replace uh, 
the previous one, uh, uh, Arvind Subramanian, who left the office in July this year. Uh, Mr. Uh, Krishnamurti Subramanian uh, is uh, a faculty at ISB. He is uh, he's an IIT IIM alumni. He's, uh, he's an engineer from IIT Kanpur and an MBA from IIM Calcutta. And then he did his MBA and PhD from the Booth School of Business, where he actually, uh, University of Chicago Booth School of Business, where he actually studied under Raghuram Rajan. Yeah, so I guess that kind of helps <laughs> your case when you want to be the chief economic advisor. But yeah, he he uh, taking nothing away from Mr. Krishnamurti Subramaniam. I think uh, Subramaniam. I think uh, mm, he he will do uh, good things for uh, India considering his uh, academic pedigree. Um, and I, I just hope he he helps our chief minister, uh, prime minister and uh, you know like just make like really good decisions for our economy man like come on we need it we need this and um, oh yeah uh, just fun fact uh, mr krishnamurti subramanian actually supported a demonetization and said that uh, the it was uh, uh, it was something which inconvenienced rich india middle class india but did not affect poor india you know, which is the real India, according to him. So, so yeah, that's his opinion, I guess. And we need to respect opinions, but that's where he stands. And all the best to our new chief economic advisor. Uh, yeah, the last uh, thing I'm going to speak about today is about the Sentinelese. So here's the thing, right? Um, we all know what happened. We, 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 we all know what happened. The Sentinelese were, uh, are, the, uh, are the clansmen. Uh, it's a clan uh, in the Andamans. And these guys um, killed uh, John Allen Chow, who was uh, an alleged missionary who went uh, to the Sentinelese tribe uh, in the Andamans to, uh, you know, just, just make contact with them. And they apparently killed him. And the Indian officials couldn't even recover uh, his body. It's actually quite sad, but uh, the internet was divided over what he was even trying to do over there. The Sentinelese are like, it's Indian policy to not mess with them, to leave them alone. And uh, Mr. John Allen Chow did not pay attention to that. And he's no longer there, unfortunately. But why I'm talking about it is there's a brilliant article on Times of India, uh, which came out on 3rd of December 2018, which is about, where, and please do read it. When the sent, uh, I will try and put it in the description. When the Sentinelese shun bows and arrows to welcome outsiders. So this is a story from 1991, uh, where a 13 member team met the met the Sentinelese people on their shores, and uh, this was led by an anthropologist, uh, Miss Madhumala Chattopadhyay, and uh, till date she remains the only woman to have made hand to hand contact with them. And uh, this uh, uh, this article is actually uh, an interview with uh, Miss Madhumala Chattopadhyay, and uh, she's a very reclusive lady, and uh, she has some strong opinions. And she's like, the Sentinelese are extremely civilized, and uh, we should leave them as they are, you know. And uh, the way she got their uh, trust back in 1991, which was. Uh, like 27 years ago, 27, 28 years ago, um, was by giving them coconuts for free, you know. And uh, there, uh, although there was one, as the article states, there was one teenager about to kill them with uh, Sentinelese teenager about to kill them with a bow and arrow, but uh, the, uh, his mother uh, actually stopped him. His mother or his aunt pushed him and the arrow fell into the water. 
because uh, these guys have been trained since childhood to be extremely averse of anyone who's visiting them you know like they don't want to be touched they don't want to be contacted we must leave them as they are which is why this article is so good and you, you should you, uh, you should really read this article um you know it's in times of india and uh, how miss madhu mala chatopadhyay who's now 57 years old and lives as a government official in and lives and works as a government official in new delhi you know in the social justice and empowerment department in the ministry of social justice and empowerment sorry and uh, yeah a brilliant article i uh, that you know it makes you wonder you know like the indian government actually stopped these expeditions in 1994 they are like bas ho gaya we don't want to contact these guys and i think that that makes sense you know that that actually makes sense and uh, you know in this article it even show, uh, like uh, miss madhumala even tells us that um, they killed the britishers killed a thousand andamanis in the battle of andaman and they kidnapped them from the habitats and tried to civilize them at homes and uh, they these those andamanis contracted diseases like syphilis and measles and they 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 cannot handle outside world they'll die of diseases their immune system is not prepared you know and why why is it that human beings always want to conquer new land maybe there is something inside of us i would just like to end this note uh, end this uh, episode you know not episode this weekly news roundup by saying that live and let live you know that has always been my motto in life and it's really funny that the first ever weekly news roundup i have done a podcast the thing the tenet i have always believed in my life has been live and let live how difficult is it why should we always poke our nose into what others are doing and how they should live their lives live and let live but also be aware of how others are living and how it might affect you in the future you know which is why news is so important and just because the news is boring just because the news is something you don't like doesn't mean you stay away from it you know because you can hide from politics but politics will find you okay and please uh, i i hope you uh, you guys uh, like this i hope this is something interesting i hope to do many more of these i hope to improve all the time and i cannot improve without you guys contacting me you know and like putting dropping in messages you can even uh, send a voice recording of your own as a response to this podcast and tell me how i can improve what is it more that you want from this show you know i'll, I'll keep on improving because i want to produce top quality news content for you guys here okay and uh, i i just hope you came out smarter than what you were an hour ago from this because i certainly did i did quite a bit of research for this and uh, thanks a lot guys uh, and uh, just uh, let's let's wait for the next uh, episode of the weekly news roundup till then have a great week have an awesome monday i love you guys bye pol ke bol